When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchless.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is May 11th, and oh boy, we're going to talk about baseball. Lance Lynn, hi. Okay. I know a lot of people are upset. I understand why. I've been starting Lance Lynn. Am I an idiot? Maybe. I don't know. I've been looking at everything that Lance Lynn has been doing. It feels obvious that he's going to be regressing back to the mean at some point. It's like a 370 BABIP and a 2 plus homer per 9 and a left on base rate of 62%. Like, that's the bad hotel, the Holy Trinity equating luck. We know this. We understand it. And yet, does it really matter? Because he's been destructive to all of your teams. Five innings, seven runs, nine hits, two walks, four Ks. So this is a conversation I have every time. We are emotional. We are upset. We are infuriated. I mean, of course, you have every right to be. I get it. Everything that he has done is in the past, right? So here we are on May 11th. You have Lance Lynn. You see a guy who, if I just gave you a name, that's, uh, sorry, crossed it out and just gave you those numbers of him having a, a great strikeout rate, a great CSW, great swing strike rate, and all that horrible luck. You would say, well, all right, like you'd be in on this, likely. So what I'm going to say is my biggest suggestion is treat him like a prospect pitcher. Treat him like someone that you you know that once he gets his footing, it would be really good, right? So what I'm doing in my leagues where I have Lance Lynn, I'm just benching him for two weeks. If you want to just flat out drop him, by all means, go ahead and do it. If you want to go and chase Yuri Perez and you want to get rid of Lance Lynn and just be done with it, Oh, I totally understand, and you can do that. You don't need me. I'm just, I'm not throwing the ball here. I don't know what I'm doing. Just go and do that. Go right ahead. I'm going to tell you what I'm doing in my leagues, and if you want to do that, awesome. But good luck. It's been so painful. We know he's not going to be like an eight-year-old or whatever it is, you know. I. It's really, really annoying to see. If you think it's because of the pitch clock or something like that, I don't agree. But that's all on you. Maybe it is. It's just really hard to empirically tell you, say yes or no with that. And whenever I don't have things like that, I just don't listen to it. Because it's just, how am I supposed to wait this? I don't know. We look at other things. Okay, that's the Lance Lynn rant. It stinks. Eduardo Rodriguez, a very interesting other side here. Because he went against the Guardians, got the win, seven innings, zero earned runs, four hits, two walks, and eight strikeouts. So I watched all of this. I've watched actually a decent amount of Eduardo Rodriguez, but I really wanted to see, like, is there anything that I'm missing? And honestly, no. So Eduardo Rodriguez is, to me, is the other side of the coin when it comes to Lancelin. He's someone who is commanding really well, but he's getting away with a lot. And it's one of those times when you're watching games and you see a pitch come in that you're supposed to go down and away with the fastball, comes back over the plate. Guy makes contact, finds a glove, we move on, and we don't think anything about it. This is a Vargas rule in my view, which means I'm not saying get rid of Eduardo Rodriguez. I'm saying as long as this lasts, awesome, and just hold on to it. He probably gets a Vargas rule plus at this point, which is, more you know, once it's two starts, we're done. But I'm telling you, it's going to stop. He is not elevated into a top 20 starting pitcher, Eduardo Rodriguez. Now, 
I am going to ask you a question. August 1st, is Eduardo Rodriguez a top 25 starting pitcher? And you all are listening to that going, well, no, probably not. Exactly my point, right? He is not doing something overwhelmingly dominant with his four-seamer, with his cutter, etc. He's improved some things. He's really commanded better than we've seen recently. But generally, this is something that comes in waves. And I'm so happy he's in this groove right now. I kind of want to sell high, but it depends on what you're selling for. And Eduardo, to me, seems like one of those guys that is your traditional sell high. That is, it's going really well. Not too many people are going to think that he's a top 20 starter, top 25 starter rest of the season, right? Like me. So what you actually would sell for him would actually be good enough because this could last for another month or two. It absolutely could. He's in a really good groove right now and we just keep going. So I would say get all the value you can with this right now and keep rolling with it. But understand that this is not going to last for the full year. Kevin Gosman against the Phillies. Hey, this is what it looks like when he doesn't get babbled to death. Six innings, zero runs, three hits, zero walks, nine strikeouts. And guess what? Remember, everyone's been looking at the velocity going, oh man, 93.5. But in actuality, it's been 92 and then 95. 92, 95, which turns into 93.5. Kevin Gosman was at 96 on the four-seamer in this one. It's kind of hilarious. Watch, he's going to be like a 92. It makes me do wonder if there's some bad velocity readings happening across the majors this year. Like, I've seen this yo-yoing from multiple guys in 2023, and it does make me question if there's something up about it. Uh, especially with the Jays. We saw this also in spring training, too. There were there were weird velocity readings. Dean Kramer against the Rays got what we call the gold star now which is essentially the most surprising performance from a mediocre pitcher, or at least in a situation we did not expect. Uh, generally, just someone that who is in the do-not-start tier performed way above those expectations. Dean Kramer did this against the Rays, got the win six innings, zero earned runs, four hits, two walks, and four strikeouts. What's really cool about this? Dean Kramer sat, did not hit, sat 96 miles per hour. If Dean Kramer can do that with elevated four-seamers, yeah, okay. I will buy into this a little bit more, but I don't buy that the 96 is going to stick for a next start, and it's against the Angels. So I'm not doing that, but I'm I'm excited by it. I mean, at the end of the day, he's still only got four strikeouts in a 26 CSW despite that velocity. Like, normally when we see, like, velocity specs that excite us, it comes with overwhelming success, Right? And 11 total with 26% CSW4 strikeouts is not that. So it's nice to see it, but it's not, you know, it's not now he's all of a sudden something else. Think of it like Kyle Bradish. We were seeing that increased velocity, but like what were the results with that velocity was not it, right? Dylan Lee opened for uh, Atlanta. It was a bullpen game, whatever. Jalen Beeks also opened. It was for Johnny Chirinos, who had four walks and one strike in and five innings. So you don't do that. Justin Verlander did well against the Reds. It's nice to see it. And we actually had some some other really good starts yesterday. I do want to dive into. And we're going to start we're going to talk, start talking about all of them after this break. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. 
Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. So Verlander against the Reds got the win. Seven innings, one and run, two hits, two walks, and seven Ks. The slider was actually hung a little bit, and it, there's more to be had or to reach for Verlander. But this was good. We're happy with this. Thanks, Verlander. Ace is going to ace. It's a nice win. Like, we get a starter back instead of losing another stud, right? Zach Wheeler did really well against the Jays. It, it's kind of weird. He's not his best self. He had more O-swing, but not 50%. It was like 30% on the sinker. Uh, four-seamer did hit 98.5. I think it was the second pitch of the game to Bo Bichette. Perfect down and away. But he's not really nailing it with his slider and sweeper. I mean, he's just doing this with fastballs, and like they're really good, so he's always going to be solid as a great foundation. You know, Zach Wheeler's pretty cool. Clint Kershaw is the Tatsuyaka, did great things. And then Pablo Lopez is vying for his ace is going to ace label. Now, keep in mind, he had two back-to-back blow-ups. Um, and it's good to see that he's doing well here as he went against the Padres. He has a horrible schedule on the horizon. So he's at 95 now. He hung some change-ups. Uh, if Pablo Lopez, you know, is, is staving off these good offenses, he will get his aces going to ace label. But I'm, I'm, I always feel weird giving the label with a really rough matchup ahead because I feel like, I give that label and they don't perform like it in the next start. So uh, hopefully Pablo Lopez comes through soon. Brad Keller was Brad Keller. He was mediocre. He won a run, but like a bad whip. And I guess he got the win. It was a White Sox, but whatever. Rich Hill only lasted 3.2 innings despite being Rocky Road. Okay. Josiah Gray against the Giants got the win. Seven innings, two runs, five hits, four walks, and three Ks. I went on Masson earlier this week to talk about Josiah Gray and Mackenzie Gore. It came out yesterday. Uh, that was really fun. I got to do that. Hope to do that more in the future. And Josiah Gray did exactly what I talked about there, where he did not allow a home run on his four seamer. He allowed 24 home home runs on four seamers in 2022, and Josiah Gray has yet to do that once on his four seamer this season. That's the biggest change to me. And you can think the side of the curve and the cutter getting lots of strikes, 80% usage in this one. Uh, that's everything for Josiah Gray. Sure, four walks. I get it. Nine base runners, but seven innings. We'll take this with two and runs and a win, right? So Josiah Gray, we just keep kind of moseying along with this guy. And there is a ceiling to hit if all of a sudden he really gets his command like locked in. Um, but I don't really think that's going to happen. Seth Lugo is a Toby. Did what he was supposed to do. The Twins are not as scary as an offense as I initially thought they would be this year. Six innings, two runs, five hits, one walk, five Ks. You love to see it. Did not get the win because stupid sexy Pablo's on the other side. How dare you, Pablo. Brian Bayo went against Atlanta. He actually had a really good start despite the matchup. Uh, six innings, two runs, six hits, one walk, five Ks. Got the win here. 47% CSW on the four-seamer. 
not really the thing that you should be expecting moving forward. And while his changeup and slider are the things that I imagine when I think of Bayo as the electric elements that would really steer a good start, especially like 18 whiffs, 30% CSW. Yeah, those combined for just 47% strikes. Now, all four of his pitches, the sinker, the four-seamer, the changeup, and the slider, each had four whiffs. So, and then two of them had five. And there's your 18 whiffs for the for the total. Kind of weird start from Bayo. Uh, he's trying to put it together, but it's kind of not quite there. But he had the good pitches when he needed it. Lots of wasted ones. A little weird. And he gets the Mariners who are not not that great as an offense right now. So that could work. I just, I, uh, it's a little shaky to me. And the box score will not tell you that. Dane Dunning against the Mariners got the win. Six innings, two and runs, six hits, one walk, five Ks. Exactly the same line as Brian Bayo. 37% CSW across 71 pitches is really nice. It's mostly called strikes on the sinker, 41% called strike rate on that. And then the slider and cutter uh, returned a total of 8 over 33 whiffs. So it's kind of interesting. Brady Singer's formula, right, is sinker called strikes, sliders for whiffs. That's kind of what Dane Dunning did here, right? Sinkers were called strikes, 41% called strike rate, and then you had the secondary pitches for 8 whiffs. I, that's really this formula, and I hate that formula. That's like one of my least favorite formulas <laughs> for success. So I, I don't really want to go after this. And also the cutter slider are not really that exciting. Um, there are times, there was a time way back when it was a White Sox when that slider was a really good whiff pitch. I don't really think it is that right now. Ugh, I don't want to chase Dane Dunn, guys. I just don't want to do that. Christian Javier, ace is going to ace, had the golden goal, 24 whiffs, 40% CSW. This is what happens, Larry, when you have a 75% strike rate on your slider, and then you can earn 17 whiffs on your four-seamer. Like, when you establish that your slider is going to get strikes, it just messes everyone up because they can't just spit on fastballs or so. The high heater all of a sudden could become a strike as a slider, right? So it's just, oh boy, what do you do? Hunter Green. Oh, man. Four out of 61 whiffs on the four-seamer as he went 5.1 innings, two and runs, six hits, four walks, four Ks, but against the Mets, but in Cincinnati, but just what is going on? Now he's to go to Coors, and it's so, so frustrating. Man, I just... I don't know. It's one of those cases of... like I feel like you have to have him, but because of the obvious ceiling and like he'll have like a month or two of being so dominant and tallying strikeouts and roto leagues you just got to do it but man it's like matthew boyd back in the day of you're just selling out for strikeouts all right good luck i, I hope it works hunter green and get get it together buddy johnny brito against oakland we didn't want to start this because the ceiling was so low what do you know 4.1 innings 200 runs five hits two walks three k's in actuality if you got two more outs it was exactly what the ceiling would have been as you would have gotten a win five innings 200 runs three K's bad whip 140 would have been like that is what we were chasing we were two outs away from it and even that is just like why Justin Steele Justin Steele got the win against the Cardinals but at what cost it was a very poor quality actually a very very poor quality start as he had 10 base runners three walks in there with three runs and in six innings and three K's his slider went zero for 28 whiffs Four-seamer returned 19% CSW. I mean, 
He gets the Astros next. I just... Uh, it, it feels like it's going to come crashing down right now. As the slider really has not been this overwhelmingly dominant pitch for the past like four or five starts. I'd sell high right now if I could. Oh, man. Okay. Luis Castillo against the Rangers. Five innings, three hundred runs, eight hits, zero walks, nine Ks. He got singled out a bit. Nine over zero K per walk is studly. Ace is going to ace. Antonio Sensatella, I just feel bad for because he got pulled from this one with a forearm injury. And this is the second start back from Tommy John. Poor guy. Ugh. That, that's just so... I hate I hate injuries so much. I hate them more when it's a guy who uh, is trying so hard to come back to it. He's finally returned after like, you know, ages and then just gets removed again. Oh, man. Payne Battenfield against the Tigers. Six innings, four and runs, seven hits, zero walks, four Ks. Honestly, very close to what you wanted. But the cutter, the thing that actually made us interested in him in the beginning, 19% sees there'd be no thanks. Merrill Kelly, you're supposed to do really good. It's the Marlins. Six innings, four and runs, four hits, one walk, six Ks. Kind of a dusty donut, as that's a wonderful whip, and he got six Ks, but just four and runs, no win. A's are next. Sure. Edward Cabrera, 3.1 innings, four and runs, two hits, Four walks, five Ks. It's almost like he has a terrible strike. Uh, sorry, walk rate. It's wild because we know how good the changeup is. We know how the good curveball is. But like, when you don't throw strikes, you can't be an efficient, very good pitcher. Like, you need to throw strikes. It's just it's that simple. The name of, of pitching is throwing a lot of strikes and not getting punished. That is it, right? And I understand. I uh, the potential. Oh my god, this stuff is so good. But like if you can't if you can't throw strikes, you can't throw strikes. Sean Manaya against the Nationals. Yeah, do not hold on to Manaya anymore. It I've really tuned in. I was like, oh, it's Manaya. Like I feel like this is gonna be the good start, right? We're well, sitting 94 and he has this wonderful trio of, of stuff. Literally I, to, I see one pitch, it's fouled off, and the next one is a three run homer by what was it, Matt Adams or Riley Adams? Oh man, my heart sank. Yeah, I'm I'm out. I, I can't do this anymore. I'm so sorry I, I led you guys astray. It just on paper should work and it just doesn't. So what happens? Welcome to baseball. Uh <laughs> Griffin Canning against that, the Astros, two point two innings, five and Aaron's runs. I mean, it was against the Astros, whatever. Uh, and you didn't want that. Jordan Montgomery against the Cubs. Unfortunate game zero for fifteen C's that'll be in the changeups. That's that's really annoying. But he gets the Brewers next, you're just gonna brush it off. Kyle Muller against the Yankees, yeah, no. Uh, and Wade Miley, I know he's been a really good Toby for you guys, but like it's the Dodgers. This is you don't you don't do that. You don't do that with Wade Miley. I know it's been good, but you still don't do it. You don't you don't do it. All right, looking forward to today's games. Uh, you Darvish, Drew Rasmussen, Nathan Eovaldi are all in that top tier. It's very clear. Twins, Yankees, uh, Athletics, you do that. Probable start tier is Alex Cobb against the Diamondbacks. Uh, that's fine. I know he doesn't have a slider. I don't really love it. But yeah, it's against the Diamondbacks. Whatever. Questionable start tier. Could I Senga gets uh, the Reds in Cincy? Cherry Bomb in a home run prone park? Oh boy. Bailey Ober. Is he going to do well enough against the Padres? How good offensively are the Padres? I don't know. I hope it works out for Ober. Domingo Herman did well against the race. Everyone's like, oh, he's going to do well again. It doesn't work like that. Get rid of that other start. It's still a very risky proposition against the race today. Uh, Brady Singer against the White Sox. Look, the way I want to phrase this, I think I did it well yesterday. I think he has seven starts this year. 
I call Brady Singer a cherry bomb, which essentially is a coin flip. And if you flip a coin seven times, you're going to get maybe five heads and two tails, right? Like, that's a that's a decent probability. That's essentially how the season has been for Brady Singer. Now he gets the White Sox. Flip the coin if you want. And the do not start to the stream pick of the day is Mike Clevenger against the Royals. The Royals have been messing some guys up, and uh, Clevenger's kind of shifty as well. I don't really want to go for that. Tommy Henry against the, the Giants. Zach Neal and Ben Lively are at the bottom. Don't really want to do it at all. Don't touch them. <laughs> Tomorrow's starting pitcher rankings. We have Corbin Burns, Garrett Cole, Spencer Strider, Sonny Gray. Uh, those are all very clear auto starts. Um, even with Sonny Gray struggling in those last ones against the Cubs, you're still going to do it. Probable start tier, Graham Ashcraft and Martin Perez are both uh, essentially Toby types, really, against really weak opponents, and it's Ashcraft in Miami. Blake Snell, Chris Bassett, Dustin Maylok, and Allen are all these guys that I generally like. They have rougher starts, but I'm still going to lean, go after it. And then the stream pick of the day is J.P. France sandwiched in between them against the White Sox. Uh, as he did well in his debut, he does enough, it's fine. The White Sox are bad. It's a good winning situation. It's all like, yeah, all right. That's a that's a good stream. Let's go with that one. Um, in the questionable start t- s- uh, tier, we have Yuri Perez making his MLB debut. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, it's going to be a quicker podcast tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow is the marathon stream for one hour. Uh, it's just what it's going to be. So I'm not going to go into depth but tomorrow about a lot of these. I apologize. But Yuri Perez against the Reds. So I'll do it now. He's hosting them again in Miami. He has incredible stuff. I mean, he's throwing, he's going to throw like easy upper 90s with sinkers and four seamers and all this. Like, think Sandy Alcantara, essentially. I hope the polish is there. I don't know if it is. I don't have the data because he's coming up from double A. Um, I'm excited about it. You should be picking him up everywhere you can. Just find a way, get him on your teams. This is that top tier ceiling we're chasing when it comes to prospect pitchers. Um, I like him more than Fought. I like him more than Logan Allen, all of that kind of stuff. Yuri Perez is the real deal. So we pick him up and we see what happens. Uh, I don't start MLB debuts. I don't start guys in them. That's my rule. I'm going to do it because it's fun. I just want to let you guys know. There's the analytical side and then there's me, Nick Pollock, just the fantasy baseball player. I'm doing it because it's fun and I love rooting for guys like this. Um, it's also Reds on the road and Yuri Perez is really good. Marco Gonzalez is a considerable stream against the Tigers. I've circled that one for a while. Uh, as his command is really good. But also, we should note that uh, Marco Gonzalez hasn't been good. And the Tigers may mess him up. So it's not like this absurd ceiling. But hey, hopefully that one works out. Tyler Anderson should be good against the Guardians because the changeup is back. Um, Drew Smiley didn't do well last time out with his curveball. But the Twins aren't too scary. So maybe that does work out. Matthew Boyd isn't getting slider whiffs. So I'm not really that interested, but maybe he does do something decent enough against the Mariners. Mackenzie Gore is looking better, but it's the Mets. Johanna Vallejo is a cherry bomb against the Orioles. Ryan Nelson is doesn't have a secondary, so I don't really know if I want to chase it against the Giants. Cal Bradish against the Pirates is... Uh, and Tyler McGill, I don't care. It's against the Nationals, but really, he didn't do well against Rocky Rose, so I don't really care. And James Paxton is coming back from the IL. That's very exciting for him. He's going to be at the top of the Do Not Start tier because maybe that does work. I'm so thrilled for him, but yeah, we don't need to pick this up. Um, we'll wait and see. Adam Wainwright against the Red Sox. No thanks. Alex Wood is also coming back from the IL, gets the Diamondbacks, but 
Still ill, of course. Tywin Walker in cores. He used to bring 50% splitters, apparently, but that was one start, and it's probably not going to be that. It's going to be like 30% likely. But hey, I hope he does throw 50% splitters. Michael Kobeck against the Astros. No way. Allison Gomber, Josh Fleming, Daniel Lynch, and Ken Waldachuk. Absolutely not. All right, that is it for today. It's going to be a quicker one tomorrow, probably a quick one through the weekend. I apologize. For those that know why, you know why. Okay. That is it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your babbits below and your strikeouts high.